Okay, so here's my headcanon of the little boy and his dad. His dad's an award-winning semaphore flag maker. He hand makes <laughs> yes. semaphore flags for sale on like yachts and like big boats because they use them. And so he's like out there. <laughs> Instead of making semaphore flags, he's an award-winning like semaphore flag <gasps> user. And the yes. little boy is like learning semaphore flag. Yes. Because <laughs> that's his career goal. What and he's going to get so good at semaphore. Welcome to Sailor Moon Therapy Hour. I'm your host, Odds. Audrey. Odds. <laughs> I know my I'm, name. I'm Allison, <laughs> who also knows my name, but was excited about these new names for Odds. Uh, and we're and not therapists. <laughs> we just watch anime. I almost said podcasts. That's, it's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a couple it's weeks. Been a couple weeks, yes. Yeah. And many things happening in our lives, mm-hmm. but wrapping up the end of a busy semester. So you'll hear the subtle sounds of my dog eating in the background because she hasn't eaten all day <laughs> because the other one just won't let her. So we're just going to let her. it sharing. Yeah. Yeah, good girl. Yeah, he's a dick. Um, so we watched Sailor Moon. Dang- well, on I watched the dub and you watched the sub. That's correct. The dub is episode 15, Dangerous Dollies. And the sub is called Shingo's Love, the Grieving Doll. And for those of you who don't recall obscure Sailor Moon trivia, Shingo is Sailor Moon's little brother. Yeah, we almost so, never see him. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, I, after watching this episode, went back and watched the previous Shingo's episode, which oh. I had never seen because it was, if you recall, the one that was cut from the dub, which means that for the actual dub viewers, this would be maybe the first episode featuring Shingo. And it yeah. also it, it also sets up a little girl. It like references a girl from the previous episode who you have never met before. Right. But she was in the previous episode. So I did go back and watch it so I would know who she was. Yeah. Uh, or rather because I wanted to find out who she was after watching right. <laughs> Like, who is like this? It wasn't even really, like, a whole lot of an introduction to the person, but it is out of nowhere if you haven't seen it at all. Yeah, you're just like, oh, hi. Yeah. And they were like, of course, in the in the sub, they're like, oh, you know, your girlfriend, da-da-da-da. I'm like, who is what? What? Who? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, this one, I, I always do with the dub. This one, it just feels like there's some strange translations that are actually not at all what's happening. Yeah, and there was some cultural stuff and things that I would be shocked if they even bothered trying to translate. That would explain um, a lot, so I am, actually. Yeah, I am, I am curious. So, quick summary. So, basically, in this plot, um, you know, we're still with Nephrite, or uh, according to the dub, Neflite, whatever. I love that. Um, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, there's an actual stone right. named Nephrite. We know, we know how to translate this. Right. But no they one, just, I guess they didn't. They didn't have Wikipedia back then. They couldn't figure it out. They didn't. And I, I was like, I know that there's a joke in here somewhere about like Netflix. Is it Netflix light? Netflix version <laughs> one? Like whatever. So basically, you know, his shtick is that he's going to find a person whose who's personal power is about to get to its highest point and he'll steal it for Queen Beryl um, by turning something of theirs into like a monster like he puts a symbol on it yeah. so the, and the monster like hikes them up like crazy and then yeah. drains all their energy 
Yeah, so so the victim in this episode is the little girl that Shingo has a crush on. Um, and basically what happens is she, I guess her mom, okay, so according to the dub. Very short summary. Yeah, I know. Okay, we'll, sorry, sorry, okay, sorry. We'll go in the details because yeah. the details are crazy on this one. Yeah. They are so weird. Yeah, so she's a child, but she's also a doll maker. Uh, a award-winning doll yes, maker. Yes, an award-winning doll And by doll dolls, maker. we mean like French porcelain dolls. Yeah. Like, which is not something I thought ch- children could make. Horrifying. But, well, in the dub, they say that her mom is, like, a really, really famous one or something like that. So she's the victim. Um, he, she wins an award. So then Nephrite um, goes to her. This is, like, a whole other scene. We're going to have to talk about this weird scene where he goes to her house. He puts the thingy on the doll, obviously. Then there's, like, a doll convention. Um, and that's where the doll comes to life or whatever and then attacks like the sailor senshi and we make and then, the doll evil the little girl yeah. goes crazy and yeah. then the doll comes to life and tries to kill her no yeah. tries to drain her energy yeah and then they defeat the doll yes and then um that's kind of the subplot end. about the little brother being in love with her yeah yeah there's like so in the dub the subplot is that he hurt her feelings not that he's in love with her <laughs> well kind of that too yeah so, shall we get into yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, first of all, I want to say I was really looking forward to this episode because Evil Dolls is great vibes. I don't know if you know this about me, Audrey, but I do have a collection of evil porcelain dolls. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Are they haunted? In fact, in fact, let's see. Here's just, uh, let, let me see which ones I have on hand. <gasps> <laughs> what? How can you sleep These in the are same the room? These are closest in reach. I have so many in my room. I'm looking around. I'm counting at least eight dolls, like just with an eyeline. <laughs> so I do. I do. This is relevant to my interests. And um, I did not know this. Oh my god! <laughs> I, but for those of you at home, I am holding up porcelain doll heads and yes. a pair of porcelain doll eyes that are separate from the head because it's more alarming that way. Um, mm-hmm. So. I did trim down my collection as well because uh, someone had asked me how many dolls I had and I said I didn't know because I don't like to try to count them. Um, because they multiply secretly? <laughs> yeah, because I kind of, I'll turn around and I'll find another doll and that makes me very nervous. So when, <laughs> when I moved, I did get rid of a bunch of them. So they may be yeah. haunting me because of that. But yeah, I trimmed I trimmed it down to the, the you know, the most haunted. In right, so <laughs> I have so many thought. questions. Um, are they all, like, is it... A fascination with haunt, like specifically haunted dolls, or is it just dolls? They're all just weird dolls that I found in antique or saver like mm-hmm. resale stores. Um, it mm-hmm. started because I just found one in a store, and I was like, "This is a really creepy doll." And my brother was like, "You do not buy that doll." And I was like, "I'm gonna buy it." And he's like, "If you come up with a name for it before we leave the store, you can buy the doll." And I was like, "Yes, this is Caroline. I'm bringing her home." <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Caroline. Yeah, well, I didn't know at the time that that was a haunted doll name from a movie, so I think that's kind of an alarming. Probably no, there's a cor- there's a Coraline. Coraline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I, uh, yeah, it's just a thing, but it got a little out of hand. So, <laughs> I mean, did it get out of your hands, or did it get out of the tiny doll hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of both. So I didn't want to go on a total tangent there, but just because you were like, this is horrifying. And I was like, what you can't, are not aware is there are dolls within this camera frame, right? At this very moment, I can see the dress of one back there. 
Blink right twice if you're being held hostage. <laughs> Wait, was that a one and a half blink or was that two blinks I can't tell? Let's not talk about the clowns in the bathroom. Anyway. Are you serious? <laughs> I actually am. Look, okay, so the thing is a lot of the things I do in my life are like sort of ironic, but uh-huh. it, it gets to the point where I'm not really sure who the joke is on anymore. Right. Oh, it's on you now. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, you spent money um, on it. I mean, yeah, I I enjoy it. It's a joke. I'm not sure if other people would get the joke, and I'm not actually sure I get the joke. <laughs> the joke but I, I do I do enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. All right, so I was very excited about on. the Haunted Doll episode. We absolutely have to yes. move on. Uh, we haven't even started. <laughs> I did. But, but exactly. Okay. exactly dolls. So, so, yeah, so where do we start this episode? I'm trying episode? to remember where it even opens now. My brain is just full of dolls and clowns. I, I just have to say that in the uh, sub, they always start with a little recap of yeah. pre, pre, pre-cap. Is that a word? That happens <laughs> in the dub, too. A and pre-cap of the episode. She does talk about the dolls a little bit. And the quote that I have from the pre-cap is that she says, that doll was filled with the love of its maker. And I was like, that is a bad phrasing. Ooh, yeah, there's a lot of f- fiction that has a different take. <laughs> and then they also brought up Girls' Day, which is also called Dolls' Day, which is a Japanese holiday and is oh. slightly related to some of what's going on in this episode. But I figured we'd save that for later to chat about. Yeah, because they didn't mention that at all, unsurprisingly. I think so... we'll start with the villains. Yeah, so, because the first thing I wrote down was meth light. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're in Queen Beryl's chamber. We got a little bit more, I feel like, close-ups of Queen Beryl in this one than what I ever yeah, remember they, seeing. Yeah, they, they finally let her stop just hovering over that ball, like, <laughs> they doing hand motions over the ball. The same animation over and over again. Yeah. Meth light! Tell me, what is happening with the Sailor Scouts? It's under control. Don't worry yourself about it. Um, Zoysite pops in, and again, uh, to remind you, Zoysite is a dude, but in the dub, it's a woman because long hair and femme. And also because gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about They gay. had to get rid of the gay stuff later. Right, yeah, how dare that, they? I think that's <laughs> probably the most pressing reason. <laughs> yeah, because now that I'm thinking about it, nothing. Nephrite also has long hair, so this is more about the gayness. Um, uh, and I wrote down a quote. So they're they're talking, Zoysite has this plan. So Zoysite is basically now trying to kind of ruin Malachite's reputation with Beryl. Nephrite? From, yeah. Did I say Nephrite? Dang it! You said, you, you said Malachite. Oh, Malachite's <laughs> next, though, right? Or he's after Zoysite? I don't remember. I don't even remember. Anyways. Dang it. So Zoysite is suggesting that they work with Nephrite, and Nephrite goes, I do as I like, I work alone. It appears that Queen Beryl has given the job to me. I do as I like, I work alone. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And Queen, because Queen Beryl was like, oh, that's a great idea, Zoysite, and Nephrite was not having it. And then in Zoysite's like little inner thoughts, they go, Oh, and the laugh in the dub is so bad. It literally is <laughs> like that's the laugh. Wow. <laughs> like nice. that's the performance. 
Um, and so they're like, oh, this is going according to plan. So basically, Zoisite is pulling some corporate political bullshit and making Nephrite set himself up for failure so that Zoisite can then take over and look better. Yes. Same premise as what was happening in the original sub, but um, in the sub barrels, like, Nephrite, have you eliminated the Sailor Scouts yet? Because remember, she's constantly goal shifting, like, what the actual goal is here. And then Zoisite's like, yeah, I could help you. And then Nephrite says, uh, I'm not, he does basically say I work alone. He goes, I'm not doing this for Queen Beryl, but for myself, which was like a wild thing to say to a lady who murdered the last dude who had your job. Right. Um, and to your yeah, boss, and, essentially. Yeah. And Queen, first of all, and also really mysterious. Yeah. Why is he doing this? Um, yeah. Now I have more questions. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're first hinting at that like backstory where like he used to be one of Prince Damien's like. Uh, you know, guards or whatever, his yeah. own sailor senshi. Um, but yeah, I was like, ooh, this is cool. I like this. Because, like, what's going on? And Queen Beryl's right. clearly vi- visibly mad about this. Yeah. And ah. she says something like, actually, what she says audibly is Nephrite. But what they subtitle it as is, damn you, Nephrite. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taking some liberty, some creative liberties there. Yeah. So I've noticed that a couple times in the sub. Yeah. Like, let, let me add some emotion or like mm-hmm. clarify the emotion that she's saying this with verbally. I was like, okay. yeah. And I always uh, have yeah. wondered if that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, are, are there some like little bits of intonations in the Japanese language that like we just miss out on. And so they're trying their best to be like, yeah, this is actually more than her just saying the name. This is. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like again, that's something you should just put like in parentheses and let the voice actor. Yeah. Convey that's that. True. But maybe they thought we would miss it. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, and then Zoocyte has a little moment to be like smugly internally pleased that yes, he did intend for this too. I almost said she, I got very confused. I know, um, I've just been saying they because I can't. Because <laughs> my brain starts going like, which one? I know it's it's like switched, but which I get mm-hmm. confused. Um, but Zoocyte, yeah, is definitely sowing, sowing yeah. seeds of, of chaos. Yeah. And so then so. we move. Very intriguing setup. I was really impressed to see someone just like mouth off to barrel and there was like conversation about the the little boys, little brother Shingo's uh, girlfriend, Mika. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, they call her Mika, actually. Okay, smart. Yeah. Um, And that she'd won that competition. And again, I wonder if they might have changed this is because in the... uh, Remember that in the sub, we've actually had a previous episode about her, but in the dub, they cut that. So they might have needed to uh, rephrase that a little bit Um, because they're like, oh, your little girlfriend just won a competition. Isn't that cool? So they go go into a little little more detail about Mm it. Um, I feel like someone, and it might have been Serena with the microphone, says something like, how does it feel to have a famous girlfriend or something like that? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It it was cute. Um, And of course, I, who did not see that episode, was going, who, what, where? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um but yeah they say she won a competition for like french doll making which again you're like what that would explain <laughs> that all the ruffles <laughs> yeah is that, is that something 10 year old children do very often it was but... such a specific style of doll and they don't go into it at all in the dub so I didn't know it was like French doll making. They were just like doll making. <laughs> yeah, no, it's specifically like French porcelain dolls. And they go into this quite a bit of detail in the Japanese, but that makes it weirder. Um, I actually sort of like that it's a really specific and unusual hobby. Yeah. And I also know they're basically just doing it for the creepy doll angle. Mm-hmm. But it still is kind of 
refreshingly unique. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we go to what? Let's see. Uh, Molly, yeah, Usagi's late to class, yeah. of course. And so, Molly and Usagi, who are running late to class, yeah. run into some of uh, Mika's friends. Okay, wait. So so in the dub, they have it that they're it's after school, and Molly's asking her, why are you always so late? I just thought they were late to class, but it probably wasn't. Oh, they were. School. Okay. So, and then these Molly- two... Mm-hmm. Oh, did Molly say something else, too? No, it was just basically that, and I just interpreted that yeah. as they were going this class, but it makes more sense now that I think about it that they were coming yeah. from class. Because they did, like, a weird cut where, like, she's late to school, like, she checks her watch, is late to school, and then they just show the building, and the teacher is going, you're late again, go to the principal's office, and then we cut to her walking home with Molly and... I don't think that part happens. They probably just I added think they just <laughs> like to an pat image. it out. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think we—I could be wrong, but I think we cut straight to them walking home because I didn't make a note about it. Mm-hmm. And then, so then they run into two little girls who are classmates of Shingo, and it was so so strange. I um, I wrote Tattletale Kids because they come straight to Serena to be like, "Hey, you're Shingo's older sister. Like, I just want you to know that this." happened at school today and then we cut to this weird really drawn out flashback um that is not acted well because the voice actress for the little girl literally sounds like a woman going like this oh no and this is a like a nine ten year old child (laughs) and that's too bad because this was honestly very cute and i found it very compelling and realistic and cute so this whole scene worked really well for me so it's it's sad it did not work (laughs) no like the the acting was pretty bad and like just really miscast but basically what happens is um this little girl who Shingo is like really close friends with to the point that they like constantly are joking that like their boyfriend girlfriend um the family is anyway mm-hmm. she is handing him the doll like a little gift and it's the doll that won the prize um, but then as soon as he goes to like take it and he's like oh why are you like giving giving the doll away the all these other little boys pop up and I got triggered <laughs> and, yep. and they're all making fun of him and like saying like oh you've got a crush or like some you know shit like that and so then he drops it because he's like oh I don't want it anymore but she has let go of it and so it drops it and then it breaks the doll and then she is upset and then he's embarrassed and sad yeah and again this is pretty much what happened in the sub mm-hmm. although I would I'm guessing that in the sub it was just more emotionally appealing because it was yeah. really cute. Yeah, the little girls come up. They're like, they're kind of in tears. They're like, are you Shingo's sister? Can you tell Shingo to stop being so mean to Mika? Yeah. Like, they think Shingo's bullying her. Right. Um, Because they didn't see what happened. They just said, Shingo, she tried to, she really likes Shingo and he took the doll she gave her and threw it on the floor and broke it. Which oh, sounds wow. okay. very mean. It does. Yeah. It sounds very mean. And you can see why they're upset enough to go be like, yeah. can you tell him to stop doing that? Mika's really upset. And then we see the flashback, and it's it is really like heartbreaking because yeah, yeah he, he really likes this girl. You can tell she's yeah. she's giving him the doll. She's like, it's always been there for me when I was lonely, which doesn't make sense because she just made it. But whatever, she's <laughs> like, I hope it can be there for you. Um, I you know it's really special to me. And he's yeah. like, I'm really excited to you know ha- pleased to take it. He's taking it, and then the the basically you know toxic masculinity. These boys yeah. show up and start being like, ew, gross. You like a doll. You like a girl. And he gets embarrassed and just kind of like. 
shoves the doll away right. and then it accidentally falls. You can see the right. moment where he's trying to catch it. He's like, oh no, what have I done? Oh, I didn't notice it's, that. It's, or maybe they it's cut sweet. it. sweet. Yeah, yeah, you can see this moment where he's like, oh no, it hits the floor and shatters. The little girl looks, yeah. you know, shattered herself and runs off right. and he's like really upset. It, I don't oh, know, it was really so sweet. Sad. Partly because it, it's so, like you said, triggered. It's so yeah. relatable. Yeah. Is the way that like other little kids can make you mean the people you care about. Right, and then also the fact that, like, he is actually a really good friend because, like, he understands what it means to her. Exactly, exactly. He was excited to have it. He was excited to take it. He didn't want it to get broken. Yeah. He knows how important it is. Yeah. He had that moment of very believable just embarrassment because other kids were being mean. Right. Yeah. Dicks. And, (laughs) yes, (laughs) they cut back and Serena's like, wow, how dare he? I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. And I was a little worried at this point, too, because I was like, uh-oh, she seems like she's maybe not going to talk to him in a helpful way. But right. they actually handled it pretty well in the series, so I was, I was Yeah, it wasn't it, but... too bad, actually. It was kind of like a sweet older sister, little brother yeah. kind of She wasn't perfect, but she was also really right. cute, and but she she's was also sensitive, kid too, and I liked so. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cute. I liked it. Um, so then my next note is uh, we're in the doll room of this little girl, I wrote she this. has a uh-huh. room, a bedroom that has, it's like shelves and shelves of yeah. dolls. Because I wrote horror. It's, it's not like my bedroom, which is a few shelves of dolls. <laughs> Her entire bedroom is dolls. Yeah, she has like kind of like if I were to allow this to get out of hand. Also, if I was making them, honestly, it'd be cooler. But that's yeah. true. And and she, I didn't. She's making the dolls. So I was like, yeah. wow, go you. Yeah, she was, like, even crafting the whole face. And so she's painting the face on the doll. And then her mom comes in and is like, oh, that's so pretty. Like, the doll's face is, looks like it's grieving. Like, it looks so sad. Um, because she's I'm, sad. Because she's sad. But then, and this is, like, a strange translation. I'm just, it's got to be. Because she goes, let's compare it to your prize winner. And then, which I'm just like, why is that a thing that you say? Like, <laughs> that's such a strange thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so pretty. Let's compare it to the other one, like, side by side. Yeah, it was, like, kind of similar, but it, I think it does sound like they just translated a little weird. It was, like, the daughter, she's like, oh, it looks really sad, and the daughter says something, like, sort of insecure about it. And she's like, no, it's okay. I think it's cool that dolls can look sad sometimes. I think it's nice, too. Oh, that's and much And then, then she says, yeah. let's compare it to the other one. It's sort of like a, like, look, look how nice they look together. It was right. sort of implied that it was, like, to, like, encourage her. Okay. And the mom doesn't know. Right. Yeah, it was just why she's so upset strange. that she's upset. Yeah, but it's yeah, so strangely it, it, it translated. Didn't seem as strange. It was a little weird, but it didn't seem that weird. Yeah, either. that's like, yeah, how watching just... the sub is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fine, and then you get to the dub, and you're yeah, like, what the it's fuck? Like the, the, the nuance of why they're saying the thing always kind of vanishes. Yeah, in the and context. So, and so she has had. She still has the doll, the shattered doll, but it's in a drawer now at this point. Yeah, after the mom leaves, she tells the mom. Yeah. Well, maybe it's later she tells the mom that she gave it to a friend. I think it's later. But yeah, no, so the, after the mom leaves. In the dub, she says, I lent it to somebody. Yeah, or, the mom's like, she's like, oh, I can't show it to you. And, and she's like, where? She's like, I I, I, get, I lent it to someone. Yeah. Some, it was a friend. And the mom's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, when she leaves, she pulls open a drawer and, like, the broken dolls in there. And you're like, yeah. oh, man, this is so it's sad. So sad. And, and my brothers were watching with me again. And we were talking about how, like, as a kid that way, you're like, Sometimes you hide something just because you don't feel ready to talk about it. Or even, yeah. like, maybe you think you'll get in trouble. You're not clear. You just feel right. bad enough about a situation. And it was like, yeah. yeah, maybe talking to her mom would help. But she's just, like, 
the way she's you got, are when you're a kid. I mean, I feel like she's also, she's processing her emotions in her own way as well through yeah. the creation of yeah. this other doll. And so, like, I think that if Nephrite hadn't gotten involved, like, she would have been able to process enough and then... I agree. I yeah. think she was just kind of... And it's just that thing where sometimes as a parent, you just, you don't quite know what's going on. You yeah. just try to be supportive and... Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of Nephrite, now we have yep. Nephrite talking to the stars like he does every episode. Yeah, so I... <laughs> So I wrote, Neflite is Netflix light, except that in this one, the stars determine your algorithm and what shows up <laughs> in your queue <laughs> for Netflix. Yeah. Um, but this, um, I also noted that I love that the stars will give first and last names and addresses to <laughs> I like that. He, you know, they may have added that because he basically said a bunch of, and I didn't write it all down, but a uh -huh. bunch of detail, like he was like, but it was like all like astrological mumbo jumbo that I was mm. like, I bet they cut this. But the only thing I wrote down was, he said a whole bunch of da-da-da-da-da, and then he goes, Orpheus has selected my next target. Like, we the heck is Orpheus? we got so, that. Well, he's okay. so he's always got different names for stars, or I think that they're yeah. from mythology. Probably. And so I think that if you look deep into it, these stars do have some sort of like I, narrative Yeah, I was connection. wondering if it would tie into the themes of the episode, yeah. but then I didn't look it up. Yeah, I didn't either. Because I can never remember the name. Um, no, so, like, the reason why I, I joked about the first and last names is because he immediately goes, as soon as Orpheus shows who it is, he goes, Mika something or other, I'm coming for you, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how do you know her name already? Oh, Nephrite. And it's interesting that this time he didn't he didn't get it by having his ear to the ground of the go local gossip. Yeah. This time the stars actually did tell him. I wonder if that... They just had a couple episodes in a row where they just showed it out of order for no apparent reason. Yeah, I think so. That was strange. He was like, he was, for a while, he was telling the stars who he was going to do. It was very weird. Do you think that Nephrite is XOXO Gossip Girl? I don't know what that means. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm not hit. <laughs> so Gossip Girl, the big show from... Um... I know it's a show. I just don't yeah. know anything about it. So it's basically like these rich teenagers in New York and there's this anonymous gossiper called Gossip Girl who will send text yeah. messages to everybody in the school's phone of, like, what's going on. And the whole thing is like, oh, who's Gossip Girl, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they only barely talk about it. Um, and then I guess by the end, they were it's, like, a very disappointing reveal. But I'm like, what if this whole time it was Nephrite? Nephrite's the I mean, Gossip Girl. I mean, we already decided that... <laughs> Uh, you know, Jadeite was going to come back as the video store guy. So yeah, Nephrite can come back as yeah. Gossip Girl. That makes He's sense to me. Absolutely Gossip Girl. Because he always knows what's going on. Because as soon as I he mean, got the he image... Have such strong dude bro energy that I feel like he'd have to be Gossip Boy just because this guy has like alpha male... Not if he's going to be anonymous. Stuff all over him. That's true. That's yeah. true. He's just like... What a he guy. He is pretty I... toxic masculinity. Although yeah, in this yeah. episode... In this episode, he doubles down on dolls, man. It's yeah, so but in a strange. really weird way. He's so weird about it. Yeah, and not it's... in like a not in a queer weird way. Just no. in a dude bro weird businessman way. It's yeah, really strange. It was. It made in me a, uncomfortable. In a taking advantage of a small girl way. It's yeah. very weird, but not sexually. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I think from here immediately. Um, uh, she oh, I did room. Yeah. He's already and, trying to write an apology, which I thought was very cute. He's, yeah. like, immediately trying to figure out how to apologize. Yeah, and so Serena comes in um, and is like, you should just go um, go to her house right now and, like, apologize just, like, right now. And, like, she doesn't really – because he hides it. And as soon as she comes in, 
he hides all of his little notes under like his textbook and pretends like he's studying. So she comes in yeah. thinking that she's like that he hasn't even considered it. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, you need to go apologize. And here's where I was like, oh no, she's doing a bad job. My first thought because yeah, he's already trying to apologize even though he's like, oh, this is wrong and like yeah. crumpling it up and stuff and then hiding it. But on the other hand, she's the one who's like, go now and apologize. Yeah. And it honestly was something he needed. It, it yeah. was a smart way to handle it. It was like, don't sit here trying to come up with the right words. Just go do it. Yeah. Um, she did threaten to tell their parents if he yeah. didn't, which was funny. <laughs> very, very older sister. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like, how much can you hold over your little brother, yeah. you know? Uh, that's pretty, yeah. the, like, when you're growing up, it's that's, like, very, the biggest. You know, she thinks she's being very mature. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's No. <laughs> So then he yeah. goes, and then he starts walking across the street to go to the little girl's house, um, and then immediately like sees Ooh. the car, <laughs> and so he like because Nefrate is such a dude bro, the bright yeah. red sports car that is Nefrate's like dude bro icon. So I have, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, reminder in the dub, his name, his like fake name is Max. Field Stanton, just the whitest of white privilege wasp name. And I want to know what his startup is and why is it fintech? <laughs> you mean, is his, oh, does he say his, his startup is fintech? No, no. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, this is obviously a startup, bro. Like, he's got he a is startup. a startup, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I want to know. It doesn't have to be fintech. That's just what I think it is. What do you I think is like a startup? I feel like this is just a dude that got a small loan of, you know, $100,000 from his parents. And, <laughs> small you know, loan of $1 million just to get started. Yeah, $1 million from his parents to get started. And he's making an app that is somehow related to charity. Ooh. Uh, but he says, you know, charity. And by which he means he's like... I, I'm literally thinking of something I just saw the other day where the dude was like, I'm building, this dude was like, I'm, you know, I'm building affordable housing in the, in the Philippines for people to have affordable vacation homes. No. It was so good. It was so good. It was no. such a turnabout. So that's kind of what he, what I feel like immediately I went to is that thing where like you start out like it, you think maybe he's, he frames it like he's doing something really nice, but it's just like, what? <sighs> Oh my god. Oh, and then um I also think it definitely has something to do with crypto. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, crypto uh, and NFTs. Dark, dark what do they call themselves? They're negaverse cryptocurrency. I would actually buy a negaverse <gasps> crypto coin. Oh my god, we should have a nega coin. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get um, on that right now. <laughs> Googling it. Uh, if they don't have it, I wonder how hard it is to make at least we could do like an I'm NFT. Not- no, I refuse to be part of this. <laughs> Don't fall to the dark We side. have to have a crypto coin now. So I just had, I'm not going to say, I will tell you after, but um, I, I had an interview for a job yesterday with a company that's very like teenage boy humor and they're getting into the crypto NFT space. And that was the whole interview was talking about crypto with this dude bro and <laughs> all right i don't think we have the space on this podcast to get into my deep feelings about cryptocurrency. <laughs> it was exactly what you would imagine that conversation would be yeah. and after oh, the podcast boy. is done i'm gonna have to tell you about how he said wait i'm just gonna say this one thing and then it's, okay. he said we are weaponizing loyalty through crypto <laughs> and i was like oh 
Can I get that on a shirt with like Nephrite saying it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the car. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving on. So so Nephrite goes into the house. I don't remember what he said he was there for. I don't He's definitely either. doing like startup bro energy where he's like, I saw that you had this doll. I'm really into it. And to be clear, he's pitching to the mom yeah. while the little girl's sitting there. Like she is in her, it's not quite as weird as it would be if he was pitching yeah. to the little girl. <laughs> Do you want to get out on the ground floor of a really incredible opportunity, little girl? <laughs> yeah. And he, I was impressed because I don't remember the details, but he gave a, and he gave a lot of details about like, French dolls, and I saw your doll. And here's something I, I I did look up because at one point he name drops. I thought only Pierre Dumont could make French dolls, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But he's like, "I see that you can too." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, she's a little Japanese girl. She's not right. making French dolls. She's making right. she's you know I don't know Fr- what kind of ja- French dolls like. in the French style probably." But so I was like, "Who's Pierre Dumont?" And I literally couldn't find him at first when I was googling, but. I had actually previously looked up the doll monster's name, and her name is Jumo, and they right. said it was named after a doll company named Jumo. And I, as I was googling, I found out it's they they literally mistranslated it because in the the in the screen cap, screen caps or whatever subs they they did say Pierre Jumo with a D, but it's right. Pierre Jumo. Oh, that makes and so he, much it's, sense. It's a famous French doll company from the 1800s, and that's, that's what the monster is also named Jumo. And it actually makes sense to name drop Jamo, so that when the right. dolls, when the monsters named Jamo, you're like, oh, there's some connection there. So right. I thought that was neat, but also they didn't execute it very well, apparently. But oh well. That is one thing I really, I've actually enjoyed about us going through this podcast process is like there's so much there. I want to call it like deep lore or like just deep mm-hmm. references and. The, I mean, only in the sub, obviously, because like we grew up <laughs> just thinking like oh, this is just kind of like a ch- like a dumb, cheesy anime. But the more that like I'm watching it as an adult and watching the sub where I'm like, oh, there was like thought put into this. And this is like actually really good. And it holds yeah, up. Yeah, there's themes and like motifs and references. And you're like, OK. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he dumps some doll trivia and then he's like, yeah, I want uh, I want to have you be in my contest and you're going to make 10 dolls for my contest or for my exhibition. Oh, so I don't think he said it was his exhibition in the dub. Yeah, I don't think it was his. I I wasn't paying attention, honestly. As soon as he started talking, I was like, please shut up. Yeah, because as he's talking, I was scribbling the thing about the startup. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was just like, this guy, when he talks, I want him to go away. Yeah, he's just such startup energy. But he does say, like, let me see your sad doll or whatever. And she shows him the sad doll, and now it's evil. He does the evil. He wanted to see the award-winning doll first, but it wasn't available. So then she gives him the sad doll. And he's like, oh, what a beautiful, sad face. And then the sad face changes to a sexy face. (laughs) Was it a sexy face? I missed Okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, the eyes get, like, a little bit, face. Yeah, like they get like a little bit like, ooh, I'm sassy now. (laughs) And then that is something that was disturbing about the animation for me about the little girl. Because like we have noticed this, especially with the adults where like their whole vibe changes and like they're wearing different makeup and have different hairstyles. And the same thing happens with this little girl where like her face gets like, like she gets makeup. Like she gets like this. Yeah, I wrote down on a later spot, makeup equals evil because I realized... (laughs) At some point, I was like, she's got, like, eyeliner and lipstick, lipstick on now. on a 10-year-old. <laughs> it was very weird. 
So yeah, when you're evil, do makeup you think, manifests. Do you think that Sailor Moon is anti-makeup? And then that's why they're connecting it to evilness. You know why I know it's not anti-makeup? is because she puts makeup on during that's her transformation. That's true. That's true. And she puts on nail polish that is never going to exactly. be seen by anybody <laughs> except us. So it's just, uh, she's anti-red lipstick, I guess. I think, yeah. I think you're right. They are not down for a bold lip or <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> too bold. Take it too, down a notch. Too bold. Bold means evil. So... Uh, um, and then everything starts to kind of escalate pretty quickly from there. Like, at least in the dub, I don't know if they cut out a scene here or there, but like immediately from that scene, we go into her apparently having stayed up all night, um, or past her bedtime and she's already on the edge and like shoves her mom when her mom's yeah, trying to get like, her to go to bed. she's like, she's already made a doll. She's like, yeah, I'm really feeling motivated. And the mom's like, oh, it's really kind of cute at this point. Yeah. First it's cute because she's like, I'm really motivated. She's working hard. Yeah. Mom's like, okay, well, it's, you should go to bed soon. It's you got school in the morning. And that's when the daughter's like, no, I'm not going to. And the mom's like, no, really. And she shoves her mom over. And, yeah. and then actually we cut later. Let me say when we cut later, the mom's just like, yeah, I can't get her to stop making dolls. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't feel like that's how my mom would react if I just shoved her down. <laughs> As a 10-year-old, I feel like you can make someone go to sleep. I could be yeah. wrong, but you can I, remove them from the dolls. I don't understand, though, the timing then, because remember, we left Shingo outside the house seeing the car mm -hmm. drive up, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's way past your bedtime, you need to go to bed. And then it's somehow the next day when he goes over there. So I don't know if maybe he, he just left. says when he sees the car, he goes, oh, someone's here. I guess I'll, go, I'll have to apologize later. Oh, so they, they cut say that, that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Unless I just missed it. Because I and was, so, yeah, I guess he yeah. comes back the next day to apologize. And the mom's like, I cannot get her to stop making dolls. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, she's like, maybe you can you can distract her. And he cannot. <laughs> no, he, she won't even. Hold on, I dropped this thing. She won't even answer the door for him. Um, and I wrote, why does this little girl look old now? But <laughs> yeah, when, when I said... When I said old, I meant sexy. <laughs> yeah, well, she not like not only the makeup, but like they change her eye shape, and yeah. you know, normally in anime, the big eyes is what makes them yeah, kids. So when she like, has like sexy eyes, yeah, you're like, like I don't ooh. know what's happening. Yeah, I like, literally one I was like, did she age? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, potentially evil children. I mean, maybe I'm, I just love that. That's like their go-to evil is eyeliner. <laughs> oh, I also want to say that when she shoves her mom over. Uh, she gets a creepy look on her face, like a grin, which was yeah. weird. And then they cut to the sad doll, which does this like slow, sad head <gasps> shake, and then manifests an evil grin. And you're like, whoa, that was that was upsetting. I forgot about that. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, um... Yeah, so Shingo clearly just thinks she's mad at him, and that's why she yeah, won't talk to him. Yeah, which, fair. I mean, that's a reasonable conclusion to come to. And then at some point, um, I think he must... I think Serena must ask him, like, how it went or something. He's like, oh, she won't see me. We had a really cute sibling bonding scene mm -hmm. where Serena brings them both, like, sweet drinks. Like, yeah. And, oh, yeah, that was cute. And then she's like, what's up? And they, like, sit and drink the drinks. They cut to afterwards when they've clearly mm -hmm. been sitting and drinking, and he's been telling her all his woes. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet. It's so She's cute. a good sister. I love her so much. Um, and then <laughs> there's this scene where... So she's talking to Luna, who's, like, kind of getting bad vibes. And like from the thing, and then um, 
So, well, so Serena's kind of thinking and she seems kind of down and like, so Luna's coming in and is like, oh, what's up? And so she kind of tells her about like this, the doll situation. And she's like, but I'm also like really worried for this little girl. Like, it sounds like this is really out of character for her. But then she also goes, but it's so cool. It's like the curse of the dolls. It's so romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it. But when she's saying like, yeah, this is kind of out of character for this little girl. So I kind of wonder if something else is going on. And then of course, a Luna burn has to happen because it's the first Luna burn of the episode where she goes, amazing. You're using your brain. And then. Yeah, I, I liked this bit. Uh, first of all, I will say that Usagi suggested to Shingo to bring a present because girls like presents. Thank you for that. Which yeah. is, and then, um, yeah, and like then I, I really like, because okay. like, Usagi, cut, we cut to Usagi and Luna and she says, you know, I didn't want to worry Shingo, but I'm really concerned because this is out of character. And yeah, Luna does this to him like, wow, you're being unusually perceptive today. But in a little, again, it's always a little yeah. less mean. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit of, it's always it was, cuter in yeah, the Japanese. Being and, um, I did like it because it is. We repeatedly see Usagi is super perceptive about romance stuff, mm-hmm. and that's when we see her being really on top of her game. Right. And I also loved that Luna's thinking Negaverse, but Usagi's like, the curse of the doll. And <laughs> she clearly also does think that's kind of fun, which yeah. I would like, because that's very Usagi. And Luna does like freaked out about the idea of a cursed doll. And then Luna's like, I was thinking more like Negaverse. And Usagi's like, nah, I don't like that. Can, can Ray and Amy handle that? And Luna's like, no. and I I just I really enjoyed it yeah like they kind of do it this it's like it's so interesting how they translate the vibes completely differently where it's like almost the same dialogue but it's like I can see how in your version it's like cute and then in the dub version it's like Serena goes um so Luna like Luna's reaction is not to the doll thing it's to oh my god you're so stupid kind of a thing and yeah and oh, then it's like, um, or I guess she's wow. like, oh, I spoke too soon. And then she goes, well, I think it's a Negaverse thing, so we should check it out. And then they have Serena say, oh, that's like Amy and Ray's territory. And then Luna's mad. And so she's like, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. You know. Luna being creeped out about the idea of scary dolls puts her again on more of an even footing with Serena. Because yeah. sometimes the joke is on Luna, as opposed right. to the joke is always on Serena. Right. And then also Luna's little banters always just sound less mean when they're coming from like a young person instead of like yes mom. <laughs> yeah it, because she sounds like a british grandmother like who's just so mean to this child in her care she's like bargain bin another friend who's just josh right you. yeah but in the dub we get bargain bin mary poppins yep <laughs> yeah well mary poppins was mary poppins mean i don't know <laughs> that's why i'm saying bargain bin because it's not quite right <laughs> Um, so then, uh, is that when we then cut to Shingo kind of making the little clay thing for yeah, the so present? Yeah, so Shingo sees, and they, they, I don't, they may have cut this, but Shingo sees a Sailor V poster, because I think they're they did cut see this. that in again, because she's coming up soon-ish? Not yeah. soon, but eventually. Um, and he's like, oh, Sailor V, and he's like, you know, Mika likes Sailor Moon. Mika and I like Sailor Moon even more than Sailor V. So he goes home and he's going to make her a Sailor Moon, which is pretty cute. Yeah. Um, That's so, you know what I just realized? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who Sailor Moon is except for him in the dub. Like, yeah, you know, and you know why he likes Sailor Moon? Because the episode Moon? got cut, because she saved yeah. him. 
Yep. And Mika was there, so. Right. And so there's literally no reason in the dub for him to know who Sailor Moon is because she's not a superhero like Sailor V. You're right. We have we haven't a because it's it reminds me of like how the um the one like instrument guy that they cut also knows who Sailor Moon is and wrote a little thing about her. But it's really cute. I love that, like, his hero is Sailor Moon, and it's his sister, and it's, it's super fucking cute. So in the dub, they just cut straight to him making Sailor Moon out of clay. And then he's like, oh, it's... And Serena comes in and goes, oh, what a cute little pig. Is that what you're making for her? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, it's Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, and I loved that even though Sailor Moon was like, ah, she, like, was internally really mad that he, she looked like a pig. Yeah. was externally, like, mature enough to be really encouraging to Shingo. Like, no, that's really cute. It's yeah. so nice that you're making her Sailor Moon. She's going to love it. And I was yeah. like, and she, and she says, I'm like, Sailor Moon's the champion of love and justice, so that'll be great. And I was like, oh, maturity, Aww. big sister. I love loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And also it turns out so cute when he finishes painting it does. and everything. Once the colors are on it, it's very cute. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so now we go to... The, the doll convention. Convention, yes, which is, I just, I don't understand why Ray is hanging out with Darian like they're on well, a date. <laughs> I realized that they are on a date. And I actually love this because remember that they went on that date on the boat and- They did? I Yeah, they went on a date on the boat. What boat? And it was the episode where the park oh, yeah, the paddle ranger- boat. The paddle Yeah, the paddle boat. boat. And I love this because- I actually was a little, that episode had the vibes of like, you know, the girl dates the guy you like just to make you jealous, but it's like a one-off thing. And I love the idea that they they just started dating and yeah. that you could have a series where the love interest just dates someone else for a while. And right. that's fine because that's how life works. And I really liked that actually. Yeah. It made it less weird that they have a, anyways, I like that. So yeah. So Ray is at this doll convention with Damien because yeah. they don't date. Darian. Uh, Darian, I can't yeah. remember his name. But uh, it, it could be. A, a, well, <laughs> Damien's definitely from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I will say it's nice to see how kind of bad of a match they are. <laughs> yeah, that too. Because yeah. he's trying. Yeah. But, like, he's visibly very bored. And every time she's paying attention, he's trying to look interested. But every time she's yeah. looking away, he's like, clearly getting distracted and bored. And it was, it was kind of right. cute in that way where you're like, at some point he says, I, I'm sorry, I just really don't know anything about dolls. Yeah. <laughs> and I also noticed, and I had to look it up, I was like, his voice sounds different. And it is. It's a different voice. And so I guess they switched him officially, out. Yeah, I think we yeah. officially changed him and Serena over now. Yeah. We have, and I wonder if it probably changed around the same time, but I just didn't notice. Um, yeah. Because he's, some... he hasn't really been in too many episodes lately. Yeah, because I, I didn't even, well, I was going to say I didn't notice, but that's because I was yeah. watching this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a great moment. So basically, we've got uh, Ami there with, like, Luna in a cute little picnic basket. And they're kind of, and she's got, like, this cute little headband. And they're kind of on the lookout because they think that the Negaverse is up to something around here. And I then love, Serena. Real fast, I huh. love the running trope of them sneaking Luna into places in a basket or a box. Yeah. Like, this is just the thing they do now. Yeah. <laughs> now you could just say it's an emotional support animal. <laughs> just true. leave it Very at that. Um, Serena's there as well. Um, I remember that she is. And then we have this moment where Nephrite and Darian kind of, I don't think they bumped into each other, but they walk right past each other and we kind of like 
see this like moment of them like kind of looking and being like, wait, do I know you? And Nefrite's like, no, not at all. And I'm like, you do though. In the sub, one of them, I think it's Nefrite says, sorry, I mistook you for someone else. Oh, It might've been Darian, but I think it was Nefrite. And it was very interesting. Do you think, okay, wait, going back into canon, where, and I can't remember if this is manga only or this one, but like, remember how we talked about how Tuxedo Mask, some like in one of the versions, he doesn't even realize that he is Tuxedo Mask because he's, he's just like magically becoming mm-hmm. transformed whenever Sailor Moon does. Um, do you think that Nephrite's like his own mission that he has alluded to in the sub episode you watched is to actually gather energy to revive his like Prince and Dimion? That's a good question. And then the other question is, yeah, because it's I, I think, you know, it's clearly meant to be like, yeah, that he reminds him of in that yeah. prince that he knew, whatever he feels about him. Who and it yeah, is. I, would, yeah. I suspect that's what he's some, his own mission is something related to that right. prince. I'm just now wondering, does Tuxedo Mask look like his prince or does Darian look like his prince? Or do they both look like his prince? Which is like, why can you not tell them apart? Well, I think you can't tell with Tuxedo Mask because remember, he's got a mask. Oh, you're right. So so Darian looks like his prince, and then yeah. he doesn't know that Tuxedo Mask looks like his prince. That's yeah. very sad. <laughs> you know what I also realized this episode? <laughs> Is that, like, I basically have Darian's closet. Like, I have, <laughs> like, the black turtleneck with, like, a green blazer, like, and khakis. Like, I'm going to wear it one of these times. Do you ever get headaches and pass out and not know where you've been? Because you could be fighting crime. <laughs> Oh my god, is that why I'm so tired all the time? <laughs> and it's not Probably my thyroid. It's not ADHD. You're not distracted. You're micro-fighting crime. <laughs> this is all happening at this expo or like exhibition of all of these dolls. Mm-hmm. And then um the we cut... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we cut to the kind of the background where the little girl's kind of setting up for her thing. And Shingo goes in and he's carrying the little Sailor Moon. And it's so cute and so sweet. And then I think Serena must be with him or she's coming in after him. Um, and then that is when the doll bursts out of the, the doll. Yeah. The I doll think, monster. Uh, Nephrite even just was like, yeah, do it now. Wow. Yeah, he definitely yells something very strange. He's like, now bring dumb. her energy to a peak or something weird that yeah. I probably shouldn't say about <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> anyway, and like just imagine the dude bro startup the, voice. The <laughs> doll's shadow, or like a shadow comes out of the doll, and then out of the shadow comes like a big puppet doll thing. It was really cool, and the this like doll puppet monster comes out. It was very cool. So it's yeah. not like the actual monster does not look like a porcelain doll. It looks more like a big puppet, like a mannequin, yeah. like a wooden mannequin. Well, but. It was still very kind of what a doll looks like underneath the clothes with like the strange attachment, like attached arms. I don't think the porcelain dolls look like that underneath. Oh, well, maybe they do. I guess it would depend on the type. But they were like like very loose jointed and long legs. Yeah, not like yeah, because they're like they're like not quite attached because she's able to kind of detach her um, appendages. Such a cool thing. Yeah, Yeah, this doll is like shooting pieces of its limbs around and stuff, and I was like, that's a nice this doll. Had one of the coolest character designs and most like creative executions for how it fought yeah. and stuff. It was it's really also neat. fucking horrifying because what she does <laughs> is she shoots her little arm appendages and then they turn into spiky mouth dolls 
like full on so dolls, cool. and they're like vroom, vroom, like just shooting yeah, at you. Yeah, so let's get to that because yeah. it was great. The doll comes out. The it like sucks the energy out of the little girl. Shingo's like, no, Mika, and yeah. then the doll like swats him into a wall. Yes, which and then she steps on his little Sailor Moon thing. Yeah, and I was so bad. His Sailor Moon thing, which is like you know a parallel to the yeah. the doll that got crushed in the past, and uh, and yeah, and so like she uh, didn't have to. She went Luna's out of her like, way. Like quick transform, and Sailor Moon's like she does her thing and she gives her speech, and it's yeah. it's great. And then another Luna burn. Uh, I was going to say, did Luna give a burn? Of course I, I, she I was did. Expecting it. So Sailor Moon transforms and she's giving her speech on love and justice and like, how dare you, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Luna goes, great show she's putting on. Wonder how long she can keep it up. Which again, is not that different than what she actually said, but it just sounds so much meaner. So she much said something more. like, she's very worked up today. I hope she can keep it up. But I liked it because it was a comment on like, yeah, she's like, She's on fire right yeah. now. And I like that. But that it was comes, also like. That just comes from a more positive place. The great show she's putting on, you know? Because, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because that one, that version is, like, your version is her acknowledging that it's coming from a place of, like, how dare you. Yeah, that, like, that you see her really, like, really being. Well, again, because she's, these are the types of things where she's suddenly very focused and perceptive and, yeah. and doing things. Now, the doll does then chase her out a window. Yeah. And almost get her. But Sailor Mercury turns up to that bubble attack yeah. save, with, which generates kind of a useless fog because once yeah. sometimes the fog winds up being helpful. The fog is not at all helpful this time. No, and I feel like it's been a trend in the last couple episodes that it hasn't been helpful. So I wonder if that means that she's going to get a new attack soon. Does she ever get a new attack? I don't yeah, remember I that she Yeah, she had did. like an ice bubble or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it does save him, and then, then from out of the mist, actual, like, porcelain doll-sized dolls with sharp fangs come flying at them, which, as you said, was quite horrifying. Yeah. Um. Just shooting at them. (laughs) Mars exercises them with her scrolls. Yeah, as she does. And then, um, the- The puppet. She's, like, waving her arms around so fast, and so- uh, Sailor Mercury has to put on her little glasses to suss out where the weak spot is. That did not happen. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> yeah, Sailor Mercury didn't do shit. What? <laughs> they added that. Uh, no, the doll is strangling uh, Sailor Moon. Did they cut the whole bit with this? It was actually pretty upsetting, so I wouldn't be completely shocked if they cut it. I don't, yeah, I don't think she was getting strangled. She was getting attacked. Okay, uh, no, I gotta, this is great. Okay, <laughs> okay so the doll's strangling her, which, first of all, I suddenly clicked how many episodes, she gets strangled in, like, a lot, a lot tied up and strangled in, like, well, I think it's enough a, episodes it's that it's, like, fetish. a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, it is kind of fetishy. I'm, like, I don't know. But anyway, so she's getting strangled. Mars, like, does a fire attack to get the doll off her and, almost, like, burns, almost burns Sailor Moon, which is kind of a running joke, oh. too, I, I love. But here's the thing. The doll's hands stay on her neck. It's so fucking this creepy. This was all cut. It's so creepy. They might have decided it was too scary for kids. It yeah. was really cool. That's why I was like, this is a cool attack. Yeah. So she's still getting strangled. And the doll with the rest of its body chunks of arm is now attacking Mars and Mercury and launching pieces of them out with sharp spikes. And they're like, oh my God, they're sharp as knives. And- yeah, I did get, we, ha- we got that part where like, 
Sailor Mars is like, because she loses just a little bit of her hair as she's dodging. And they're like, oh God, do your tiara attack. And that's when they realize that Sailor Moon's yeah. still being strangled and she's like, I can't. Yeah. It was really horrifying and really cool. Wow. So how did, but was Sailor Mercury wearing her little glasses? Because I'm wondering. She doesn't do that. They did, that's that. They added that probably to fill some of the time wow. for the whole drama that they cut. So she wasn't even wearing them at all. So then they must have, because it, that explains some of the very strange editing where like the monster's just kind of standing there like this for a really yeah, long time. Happen. And that so they, they added, so that's, that means that they must have like added on the little animation. So they must have just cut it from something else and like added on her little glasses going on. Cause her mouth isn't moving when she says, cause I noticed this, her mouth, her mouth isn't moving when she goes, I'll use my VR glasses. And it, they go That's on, so funny. and then they they put like a whole like screen over the monster animation, and like zoomed into a little part of its ankle, and they have a whole conversation about how we need to get to the ankle because this is the. And let me tell you, skipping ahead, because she does eventually hit the monster in the <laughs> foot and and destroy it. But they don't explain why that's what you hit to destroy the monster. That oh. is not explained ever. <laughs> to the point that my brother was like, wait, did she just hit it in the foot and it dissolved from the foot up? And I was like, yeah, that's maybe. So we went weird. back and watched it and we're like, yeah, yeah. that's not explained. So they <laughs> must to the have point just, that yeah. I wondered if there was some sort of like Japanese like piece of culture about mm-hmm. dolls that I was missing that would make that make sense. Well, or maybe it's like an Achilles heel reference, but that also wasn't like seated anywhere. So I don't know why... That happened. Somebody I don't had know what that happened. in the wiki as well because they're like, oh yeah, that's where the weakness is, is like in the ankle. And then, um, and then when I went to but look at the wiki, it's like maybe it's a reference to Achilles heel, but it's not thematically it's not, relevant to right. anything. So that's why I wondered if there was some sort of doll thing. My other, okay, this is just thought I had later. She stepped on Sailor Moon with that foot. <laughs> she smushed the Sailor Moon doll with that she foot. So did. she did. It's punishment. <laughs> Justice. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so but yeah, so at least I will say this: at least in the dub, they explain why she attacked the foot. That's true. That's fair. Because usually she's just like, if they're not going to pick. Because remember early on in the Mm -hmm. season where there was like that lizard monster who had a glowing base on her tail, and Luna's like, "That's the place. That's her weakness. This is the only other time that I've seen anybody any reference to weakness." See, the only time reason I know that is because that's the Shingo episode that they cut. And I went back and watched it after this. And I did think that was really weird because I was like, what lizards weakness is the base right. of their tail? And I was like, wait, actually lizards strength is their tail because they can shed their tail and it doesn't hurt right. them. And Eric was like, oh, they shed their tail to protect the base of the, the base tail. Of the tail. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. Wait, um, so then yeah. so then why in just these two, these are only two episodes then where they've honed in on, and, and granted, I guess that one's a sub a sub only episode. This one is they're they're doing it in a dub. But for the whole rest of the show, there's been no, like, this is their weakness. This is their weak spot. I don't know. And at least with the lizard, it kind of makes sense. Because, like, you could think lizard tail. And then they do sometimes, like, with the bad guys, like, the camera, it's like, you know, you got to get her to take a picture of herself. And the sound one, they, like, use the microphone on her. So a lot of times there's something kind of clever in how they solve it. That's true. In this one, I don't think it was meant to be a big deal about the foot because they didn't call it out, except for in the dub. So now, strange. since we're talking about things they do once and never again, I did rewatch the Shingo episode yeah. with the lizard person. And in that episode, all of the children are possessed and evil. And Luna goes, use your moon tiara action. 
And Sailor Moon goes, but Shingo, because she does not want to mm-hmm. murder and turn her brother into dust. Right. And Luna's like, fine, use Moon Tiara Stardust. So I guess Luna's like, I guess we can't murder these children. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> and she and, never used that again. <laughs> and no, she uses Moon Tiara Stardust, which like circles her tiara mm-hmm. over them and sprinkles them with stardust and puts them to sleep. And I'm like, she's had a non-lethal attack this whole time? Yeah. And yeah, she never uses it again. Because Luna's all about killing people. Right. Well, to be fair, like, we haven't really had a whole lot of innocence involved. We did, because we had the gym bros, and she, like, bounced her tiara off their forehead things or something weird like that. I thought she mostly punched them. I can't remember. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. But she did not stardust them sweetly to sleep. Well, they're gym bros, so maybe she she was fighting the (laughs) patriarchy. She was all revved up. Yeah. Wow, she's... But what a great the main today. reason I wanted to bring that up was because I did realize, and I never had, that Luna was absolutely down with killing children, yeah. except for that Sailor Moon wasn't for it. Exactly. And I like that as a character trait. Yeah. It actually feels very plausible to me. That's very cat-like as well, just like absolutely exactly. ruthless. Luna's like, I mean, in that episode, Luna does also eat Shingo's pet when it gets in her way. I mean, it is an evil pet, but... <laughs> Does she? I thought she just went well, behind she, a wall. She, she, yeah, we don't know what happens to it, but we did. We never she definitely her. killed it. She like, is a cat. She, it is I, dead. I'm sure she killed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I wonder if that's what it, it was signified by her going behind a wall. Anyway, okay, we got to come back to this. <laughs> we do get a Clutch Rose moment. Um, yeah, where, and that's how she gets yeah. loose from the, the strangle hands. That explains so much more now because I didn't understand what the rose was hitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't show the strangle hands. Yeah. So you're strangle like, what's you doing? Get yours today, only $99.99. <laughs> strangle hands. You know, Fun the for floating the ghostly strangle hands. Porcelain doll hands that come at you. So then, you know, it's all over. Little girl gets her energy back. Shingo wakes up. And then this is like, I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, we TR. We, we TR yeah. the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She kills it. Um, and uh, then we get this scene where she is like, hidden by a curtain um, from the little kids. And they're like, oh my God, it's Sailor Moon. And she's like, you guys are meant to be best friends or something. And then she's like, take care of each other and like jumps off. And it's very like Superman, Batman kind of. It's so cute. Yeah. And they have their, mo- you know, because it was cute. She's like, you yeah. guys take care of each other. They make up. Yeah. It was good. Oh, and then she brings um, like at the end and the outro or whatever, the little girl brings him a new Sailor Moon figurine because his, that he was bringing to her, um, broke. And I wanted to ask, did she make it? Cause on the dead, they say that she made it. I don't think they said that. Although yeah. it would make, I was actually just now pondering that. Cause he made like a little kind of chibi right. fat, like clay figurine for yeah. her. This one, when I saw it, I thought, Oh, he bought one in a store or so. Right. I actually thought Serena was giving it to him. So I was yeah. very confused, but it looks like more like a, like a, Figurine. realistic dimensions yeah. figurine like you might buy like in a store of like a plastic anime yeah, girl and model. I, and I would like to um, buy it because it looked dope. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. And Mika is giving it to Shingo. And yeah, I don't remember if she said she made it because I was so confused because I at that point thought she was yeah. Serena and I was I got very confused. But And I also just feel bad because I'm like <laughs> so okay, so he breaks her doll by accident. So he makes her a new one of something that she likes as an apology. It gets broken. So then she kind of apologetically to him makes him another doll. She says she made it 
beats to thank him for saving her or for oh. coming to save her. That's also why oh. when, when he made, he apologizes to her, she's like, yeah, yeah, but you came to save me, which is not exactly what happened. I guess he did run at her and right. get thrown into a wall. But it was it was kind of a, it was a little more like, yeah, that he had gotten knocked unconscious on her behalf, right. which was kind of brave of him. Yeah. You know what I just realized? Because I forgot because I didn't write it down. Um, is that they remember. Like most people don't remember the stuff, like the monster stuff. But yeah. 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 They've, they've twice seen cool yeah. monsters and been saved by it. That's why they're both really into Sailor Moon. Yeah. That's cute. It's, I will say it did feel a little weird because that's why I thought Sailor Moon had brought him the figurine, which was right. actually kind of cute. Um, it's cute this way too. But I, yeah. yeah, it does seem more like he should have given it to her or they should have exchanged. It was a little weird. Yeah. And did they, they do the thing where after. How did they finish? Sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, that's the end. Okay, so in this one, I hated this. I hated this beat. So she gives him the doll, and he's like, oh, "Oh my God, I'm so excited, Sailor Moon. And she immediately gets jealous that he likes the Sailor Moon doll. Yeah, like, oh, you like it more than me? (laughs) It's such a, like, cartoonishly stupid stereotypical thing for a girl to do is give you a doll and then get mad that you like it. Right. (laughs) Bitches be it's crazy, so, right? It's so weird. It's so weird. <sighs> I so forgot I didn't like that. about that. Yeah. Oh, I also have written down that Shingo was wearing a baseball cap that said Singo on it. Yeah, so I, I was like, what was that about? <laughs> I mean, I think they just didn't know how to spell his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, <that's, laughs> but I thought that was funny. I mean, unless like maybe they is it? I mean, do maybe you think it's maybe, maybe that, Singo. Yeah, like, do you think that they translated it wrong in the subtitles? I don't know, but I have heard that this, I have seen this happen in other animes where they literally just spell the name wrong. Oh, um, because they're using American letter, like English yeah, letters. because the American the... letters, they don't quite know how to do it. Right. Because I, I, the one I'm thinking of is Dragon Ball Z. There was something where someone was wearing a yeah. hat or a shirt that had their name spelled wrong. Well, now I want a shirt that says Singo. <laughs> Singo. Singo all the way. Okay, so now we are at Sailor Moon Says. Yeah. I, okay. I... Really, am wondering what this could be. I think the easiest, most straightforward thing would just be something about like making up with your friends or whatever. Like when you do something wrong, you should apologize. It's the best thing to do. But this this show is always so fucking weird that it could be anything. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Is something about like the power of friendship and apologies. Right. Ding ding ding! You are correct. Yeah. Allow me to do a dramatic reading for you. Please do. Even the best friends have misunderstandings, and sometimes it seems like the hardest thing in the world is to say I'm sorry. But you know what? For Sammy, who is Shingo in the dub, oh, I forgot. It was even harder putting it off to not say he was sorry. Having friends is important, and if you have a misunderstanding with them, talk it out. And that means you. And that's it. You know what? Like, even though I liked that this one was on point, like, it does drive home the fact that you do not actually need this meta, this lesson spelled out for you at the end, because that was like, yes, we got it. That was what this episode was about. Yep. So it's literally either irrelevant Uh or redundant. Yep. (laughs) But it's never like, oh, good. I'm so glad you have clarified that. Yeah, but kids are dumb, right? So. Like, you could, you know what? If you wanted to do something, you could, like, Instead of just saying, like, a trite thing, you could say, like, here's three ways you could apologize. Like, you could give something more concrete that was, like, adding on to right. the thing. Like, that would be so helpful, yeah. actually. Right? But you, Allison, so you could, that takes a lot of emotional labor to write. Yeah. <laughs> but that I'm just, like, I was, like, if you wanted to have this, 
then it should be adding on, not just repeating or irrelevant. Anyways. Right. Amazing. So, it is my turn to have an activity, and I did decide I wanted to talk a little about Doll's Day, just because (laughs) they mentioned it, and it doesn't come up, basically, I imagine, at all in the dub. Right. But they mentioned it a few times in the Japanese anime, and I was like, what's Doll's Day? <laughs> like, at one point in particular, Sailor Moon goes, even the Doll's Day dolls are mad at The Girl's Day dolls are mad at you. And I was like, what are we talking about? Wow. <laughs> um, so I looked it up, and I found out that, uh, yeah, it's called Girl's Day or Doll's Day, and it's part of a, a set of five seasonal festivals. And the first one is New Year's Eve, which we are familiar with. But I thought for the other four, we might mention them, what their names are. And then, first of all, what do you think Girls' Day or Dolls' Day is about? Do you know anything about Japanese? It's actually part of a, a number of different cultures. But I, do you have any idea what it's about, if you had to guess? Like historically or? Yeah, no. just what do you think people do for Dolls' Day, for Girls' Day? I wonder if it's just like a kind of like a national holiday, almost like a mother's day thing where like you give a doll to a girl that's actually not far off yeah so it's i've actually seen these before so on girls day uh they have those platforms that are like usually tiered and they're covered with red material and you display a set of dolls on them okay and there's like the emperor and empress and then uh, like some court dolls and i've actually seen these displays before and i didn't know that they were from a specific day and uh, they're, they're dressed in traditional clothing, and they represent a wedding ah. of some sort. This is what I learned this from Wikipedia, which is, yeah. I'm sure, completely accurate and culturally totally. sensitive. No additional so. research needed. And it said that specifically, uh, it's something that the mom and the daughter would do, hmm. or specifically little girls under usually about 10, and every year you'd get to set up these dolls. And they would they say, families normally ensure that girls have a set of the two main dolls before their first Hina Matsuri, which is pretty cute. And the dolls can be very expensive. Mm. They used to be something you'd get to play with, but now they're like a display item. Wow. And um, it's really just for girls because there's a separate boys' day, but now boys' day is children's day. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, you got them out before Hinamatsuri, and then you used to be, you had to put them away before the end of the festival, because if you put them away too late, you would superstitiously have a late marriage for your daughter. <laughs> God forbid. Um, <laughs> it's so fun, right? Um, then you, and they said, on the day and the preceding days, girls hold parties with their friends, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, also, there's something called Nagashi Bina, which is called doll floating. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess what that was. Special dolls that you put in the river? Yeah, basically. You have you make little dolls out of paper and you float them oh, on a boat yeah. way down the river and they carry away your impurities and sin. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted to briefly compare this to uh, Boys Day, mm-hmm. also called Children's Day nowadays, and also called the Feast of Banners. Do we eat banners? <laughs> Yeah, no, instead of getting dolls out, you put banners out, and they're carp-shaped flags, and you put one out for each boy uh, and in the family, and there's some other tradition about it, but now they've switched it to Children's Day, which honors children and the parents, and so you put out a flag for every, for the mom and the dad and each kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the boys so got I, robbed. 
<laughs> a little bit, yeah. Or rather, I think the boys should get to have dolls is yeah. what I guess I would say. Like, let the boys have dolls too. Yeah, because like the little girls get to have dolls, or in like in the past they used to get to play with them, but now the boys just have like a little fish flag. <laughs> now the reason I bring this up is because since we have a dolls day one with like evil French dolls, which aren't really that related to the Japanese ceremony, how would you make a monster boys day episode or banner day? Oh, and I, mean, I, I can give you a little more a little more information, which says that. Uh, Let's see. You also have sometimes a, a doll riding on a large carp. And uh, it's said that this kid, the Kintaro doll, sometimes rode a bear instead of a horse and played with animals in the mountain. I don't know. So. Oh, no, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm right at the right one. Okay. I mean. So I, how would. How, oh, go ahead. So, so to me, you, it, it's like a flag like that comes to life it's like a giant mm-hmm. carp but then it's like magic carp when it comes out so it's just kind of flopping <laughs> i didn't say that the carp swims upstream and becomes a dragon oh that's does dope. that help yeah yeah you could have like dragons yeah i don't magic know how <laughs> magic carp becomes a dragon oh my god i just got that oh oh shit <laughs> pokemon <laughs> lore that makes so much hurt. more sense now and it becomes a gift. <laughs> Holy it becomes crap. a Gyarados, Gyarados or whatever. My mind has just expanded like three levels. <laughs> you got it. You heard it here first, kids. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's probably something culturally that you would just know, like that just makes mm-hmm. sense in Japan that uh, yeah. took us 20 years. <laughs> what if people were getting like pet fish that turned evil? That's a little too much like the pet store episode. I mean, maybe, but like maybe it's specifically... Or, like, somebody's handing out flags, like, for free, you know, or, like, heavily discounted. They're, like, custom mm-hmm. Magikarp flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all turn into dragons when they pop out of the, the flag. If we say that in the this episode they took, like, instead of Japanese dolls, they had, like, French dolls. Maybe yeah. instead of, like, Japanese carp and dragons, we have, like, actual dragons. from Well, not actual dragons, that sounds wrong. Yeah. But, like, European dragons that are, like, fire right. breathing and evil. Or isn't there, um, oh, for some reason I thought that there was like a South American or a Mexican dragon lore. Sorry, we have a little boy who's like, I really like to make flags. And they're not like carp flags, they're like country flags. And he's like, yes. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that anyone other than the French made flags. And he's like, yes, I'm a 10-year-old that makes <laughs> And his dad is an award-winning <laughs> flag maker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or, or what if they're, um, what do you call that when you're, it's like, I keep wanting to call it like sycamore or something, but you know, like the flags, like the flag language, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is that called? It starts with an S, like a semaphore, semaphore flag. Oh, semaphore. Like oh, boats. yeah. Semaphore monster. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Or like, uh, oh, no, that's ribbon dancing. I was like, isn't there something like flag dancing? But I think there is. is yeah. <laughs> Not to dig into this, but one of the other festivals was called the Double Ninth Festival, which is also called the Double Yang Festival, because on the ninth day of the ninth lunar month, there is too much yang. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed that. It's is very awesome. yang energy the male energy? Yeah, hmm. I think. I mean, I don't know a lot about it. So, so is there not, then what number is yin, and do we have too much female energy on that day? I think it's like a pun. Because nine sounds like, like yang. yang in one of the languages. It's like originally Chinese, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't know how to count so. in Chinese. 
Yeah. I And I literally don't know, but they said I something about it being a pun. Yeah. And in, on that day, you do different things in different countries, but in one country or the old tradition, it's customary to climb a high mountain. And I, I enjoy that. That sounds like... <laughs> too masculine <laughs> like i was really hoping i was really hoping that what you were gonna say is that traditionally men used to dress up as women so that they could take on more yin energy <laughs> well also there's there's something it's also something about chrysanthemums because it's also called the chrysanthemum festival which is i like oh, that chrysanthemums right. are manly or yeah or possibly just uh, yeah they're so manly with their like big spherical blossoms Apparently you can you can drink a chrysanthemum wine or sake, which Ooh, that I sounds like good today. actually. I know, right? Okay, so here's my headcanon of the little boy and his dad. His dad's an award-winning semaphore flag maker. He hand makes <laughs> yes. semaphore flags for sale on like yachts and like big boats because mm-hmm. they use them. And so he's like out there. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of making semaphore flags, he's an award-winning like semaphore flag <gasps> user, and the yes. little boy is like learning semaphore flag. Yes, because <laughs> that's his career goal. What and if... he's gonna get so good at semaphore. <laughs> what, what if <laughs> what... he gets too intense? He's like flying the planes everywhere like this, wildly waving his hands. What if that's like your magic? Like you know how some people do like <laughs> like when they're doing magic, like they have like this hand motion or whatever. But what if yours is like frantically semaphoring and it sends out <laughs> waves of magic? Love it. I love it. I feel like you could get overly invested in that and have yeah. like cause problems by being like evil semaphore. Oh my God. Times. Who would the villain be of the summer? Like just opposing ships and they're just like, no. <laughs> The planes are crashing out of the sky. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, like, reverse Uno! Or whatever. Face down. This is my, this is my fan fiction now. I enjoy All right, we are at, we've been doing this for like almost an hour and a half. So let's... Uh, let's wrap up with our two favorite things, yes. which is what is your Sailor Moon says for this episode? I can't get semaphore flags out of my mind now. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> um, I think, let's see. Sailor says, Sailor says. Um, okay, Riker, you are literally killing me. You're killing the vibe right now. All right. <laughs> Sailor says... Don't get too caught up in your hobbies, especially if it's doll making. That's a very cool <laughs> hobby, but potentially open to evil. Yes, always open. At all times, open to evil. But also, on the other hand, it's totally great to channel your emotional feelings into your art, even if it is a doll. But just beware that that doll might come to life later through the power <laughs> of your emotions. Yeah, I was going to say that I felt like, you know what, I don't think any of them needed to learn a lesson about apologizing because they were all totally on board with that. They were all processing their feelings pretty well. So I'm going to say the people that needed to learn a lesson was the little boys and the toxic masculinity. So Sailor Moon says patriarchy hurts everyone. Yes. Uh, And sort of toxic masculinity. Boys can like dolls. You can like things. 
kids can be cruel to each other. Kids need to, kids learn it by modeling what adults yeah. teach them. And teaching your kids to be mean to each other about these things is not cool. Yeah. I'm not very coherent anymore, but. Yeah, same. And there's nothing wrong with him, like liking a little girl you know also that's like so heteronormative anyway next week okay episode 16 is called who is that masked man and usagi's joy a love letter from tuxedo mask that sounds exciting what? i know right yay i'm excited and then the episode after that is not dubbed so that'll be exciting too oh yeah so we're coming up on another lost episode which we haven't had one in a little while. So I'm excited to find out why. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited indeed. Maybe one of us can watch the uh, the new dub or we can both watch the sub. Oh yeah, we should figure out how we want to do that. Uh, Well, we can decide that later. Yeah, let's figure it out when we get there. Anyways, thank everyone for joining us this week. I hope you have a healthy and happy anime-fueled therapy session on your own until we can meet again. Yay! (laughs) Have a good one, y'all. Bye. Bye.